Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. This is a HeadGum Podcast. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hello and welcome to Perfect Person, the show where I'm perfect and you're a person. This morning I had a little frozen spinach in an almond milk smoothie. And you might be thinking, "Uh uh-oh, but I'm thinking that it zinged me up beyond fucking belief. And in case you're wondering, I am a healthy now, and I did have a frozen smoothie. And honestly, my big fat tip for the smoothie recently is it's got to all be that frozen good good except for the milk. (laughs) If you want your smoothie to not be runny, like a soup, and you want it to hold together with the power of a thousand ices, you're going to want the spinach to be frozen. You're going to want the mango to be frozen. You're going to want the pineapple to be frozen. You're going to want the peach to be frozen. And then the yogurt. It doesn't have to be frozen. All the protein powder. It could be, but I didn't do that. Instead, I made a smoothie fit for a king. I do always wonder, by the way, when I put protein in my smoothie, if it's just going to sort of be shat out because I don't work out, really. I sort of see protein as something that's going to make me big muscles if I was to be bench pressing, but I certainly shan't be bench pressing. (laughs) Anyway, gang, I'm in the studio alone. Because it's once again the triannual solo episode where I forego the guest for an intimate experience with the callers. I'm giving one-on-one therapy gratis to the people of Townsville. And it's absolutely my pleasure to be here as your doctor. I've been rolling my sleeves up a little bit on my shirt, so I'm sort of a bad boy. Kind of a bad bitch, Addison Ray. You guys remember that song? She a bad bitch. (laughs) Addison Ray. Sort of me in my studio alone singing the Addison Ray song. But anyway, uh, yeah, man, it's hot as fuck in LA right now. And I know that that's causing problems for people worldwide. I know that people are out there and they are wondering, how do I do it? And I'm here to tell you that shorts are in, but flowy pants are bigger. And also, wear a sandal. And I'm wearing Birkenstocks right now, and I gotta say, it's imperative that I say, 
My heels have never been cooler. Because there's no sock that's keeping my body heat in. When my body heat needs to escape, it's doing it two, one of two ways. Through my ankle or through my back. And yeah, my back might be sweaty, but my ankles are cool. And that's making me sort of zinged up for the first time in my entire life. I am sort of going through a transformation exercise-wise. Well, mostly, mostly mentally because I've decided that I'm going to exercise. Very new decision for me, and I think that everyone should be proud of me for just even getting that far. I've decided that, uh-oh, my lifestyle is now going to be one in which I'm exercising. I've been back patting myself for like three weeks straight for thinking about running. <laughs> I've been really getting off to myself on disgusting. I've been really <laughs> getting into myself sort of feeling proud, sort of buying little treats for me because I've thought about the idea that I'm going to start running. And I got to say, I couldn't be more jazzed to begin the process. But I'm also enjoying the pre-process where I don't run yet. I think I just watched a bunch of videos where people were like, I love to run and it allows me to explore my city, my town, my life. I'm out there and I'm running past all these people and I'm saying, hey, hello, people. Hello. And that got me thinking that would be cool to do. I also want to get back into bicycling because I used to bicycle all the freaking time in college. And then I moved to New York City and I got too scared. And then I moved to Los Angeles and there's too many hills. And I know I feel like I want to get back into it because I want to start exploring my neighborhood more. Because you can get that from a stroll. But if you run, you're getting twice the exploration at a reasonable price. So everybody, I want you to bear with me as we're about to open up the phone lines and I'm about to change people's lives gratis. Before we do, if you like the show, oh, and honey, I hope that you like it because I can't be hearing those mean comments because they hurt my feelings. If and everyone turning the show off right after that. If you like the show, I do appreciate it. And the quickest way that you can make sure you don't miss an episode is by liking and subscribing to the episodes on whatever platform you're listening so you don't miss the episodes and you can turn on the notification bell if you're on YouTube. And if you love the show and you want more of it, you can join the Patreon where we have exclusive bonus episodes every single Friday as well as extended versions of this episode you're listening to right now as well as all the other ones where there's a cold open so it's like 10 to 15 minutes of bonus content and they're absolutely astoundingly ad-free. So if you like this stuff and you want more of it, head over to the Patreon, patreon.com slash perfectperson to join in. Now before... Without further ado, not before, without further ado, let's get to the phone lines with people that have issues. This is a relatable problem to me. Hi. Like many other people, I have a little treat mindset, and mm -hmm. it's crippling me <laughs> because I'm spending way too much money on little treats. So mm. how do I get out of my little treat mindset while still treating myself is, I guess, my big predicament. So, yeah. This is something I think about almost nonstop because I, too, have a little treat mindset. And I think it's enriched my life and made me sort of a powerful business owner as well as an emotionally intuitive guy. Let's give this person a call back so I can hear about their little treats because I want everyone to feel empowered to treat themselves to little things. 
Hello? Hello. Shut the fuck up. You called the person and I am here to call you back about your treat mindset. (laughs) Oh my God. I thought this was a scam. Oh my God. I'm honored. Sorry. You thought this was spam and you still picked Uh, up? Well, you've been like, hi, honestly, maybe I should call people back and just ask them if they want a new phone plan. I pick up every single phone call that I've, that I ever get because I don't know. It's You're a one. problem. Well, no, <laughs> by the way, I have the same mentality where it's like, oh, unknown number. What if it's someone in an emergency and they're drowning and they need my help or something? Exactly. I, yeah. I'm constantly worried that like someone who I don't have their contact save is like, on the edge of a cliff holding on and my number was the only one they could press. And I'm the only person that could literally, literally. Yeah. I was hundred percent literally on the same page as you. Um, would you like a fake name to preserve your anonymity as a little treat? Obviously. Okay. Obviously. Perfectly. Wonderful. Okay. Your name is going to be Addison. Can I have a different one? Is that I know someone named Ad? I know someone named Addison. (laughs) Okay, different name. I need a different one. Scratch that. (laughs) What about uh, Abby? I know an Abby too. Oh my god, this is unprecedented. Avoid avoid the A name. Avoid the A names because I'm also an A name. Okay, Charlotte. My coworker is a Charlotte. Oh my god! I can't fucking believe this. This is insane. Can I pick one? Never before. Can I pick one? I'm sorry. Never before in the history of this podcast have we had a three a three peat. We've had to three peat new names. This is out of so line. Addison, Addison is my friend's little sister. Abby is my sister's best friend from high school, and Charlotte is my coworker. Okay. Well. You can pick your fake name. What is your fake name that you would like? Well, I'm house sitting right now, so I'm <laughs> going to go with Shed because I'm looking at a shed right now. I love the I love where your head's <laughs> at right now. Shed. Thank you. All right, Shed. Thank you. Well, as you may have noticed, I'm all, I'm alone in the studio for one of the triannual solo episodes. Even a, a, a bigger honor. Sorry, I'm freaking out right now. <laughs> No, I, that's very sweet of you, but you're going to be getting my advice straight from the source, straight from the spigot, just sort of outside, turning the water on and putting your mouth right up to the hose to get that advice. Love it. Love it. So tell me about your treat mindset and mentality, and I will tell you what to do about your conundrum. To start, I go to college in two weeks, so I really need to be saving money and I'm going to college out of state. So I really need to be saving money. My job is great. I love my job. Mm -hmm. It doesn't pay the best. Yeah, okay. Do you know what I mean? What do you do for work? I work at a library. Okay. I put the books away. I put the books away. But since it's like, yeah, but since I'm like a government, a part-time government employee, believe it or not, the pay isn't spectacular if I was like working at a McDonald's. So for sure. Dewey Decimal style. Yeah, definitely. Literally Dewey Decimal. Um, (laughs) So problem with my mentality is that every single time I leave the house, I'm literally just like, I need to get a little treat. Yeah. I'm, I'm being productive. I need a little treat. A hundred percent. Um, yeah. Which is like valid. Do you know what I mean? Cause I mm. struggled getting really productive. So once I'm in the zone and I've accomplished everything, I'm like, I need to treat myself, mm-hmm. but all of my treats are expensive. And I don't like making my little treats at home because then is it a little treat or is it another chore? 
Oh, that is really interesting. So it's like if you have to prepare a little ice cream sundae. Yeah. That yeah. in a way. My go-to. Yeah. Yeah. My go-to little treat is an iced matcha latte with oat milk and sweet cream cold foam from Starbucks. I can't make that at Exactly. Right. <laughs> but. It isn't a treat if I make it at home. Matcha is one of those things that you kind of have to like, yeah, you're like squirning, you're moving it all around. It's sort of a big to do. So I get what you're saying. You're trapped between a treat and a hard place and you don't want to be preparing your own treats, but you do believe that you deserve the treats out there in the world. Yeah. Yes. And my other problem is that I'm just very impulsive. So if I'm like... You know, one of my things today that I absolutely need to do is get a car wash because my car is nasty. Yeah. And the car wash is right next to a Starbucks. Somewhere just like sitting in a car wash is boring. I don't want to be on my phone because I have a problem of being on my phone all the time. I don't want to start that habit while I'm driving. I need something to snack on. What's better than a matcha? And hey, I'm also hungry. Let's get a chocolate croissant. Okay, so I've got a couple. Well, by the way, absolutely loving chocolate croissants for you. I'll say as somebody, I mean, to give you some background on my treat history, I've always been a treater. I've always been somebody who like, Mm -hmm. even when I worked, uh, you know, I worked at a frozen yogurt shop in high school and uh, worked at a, you know, coffee shops and stuff in college. I didn't have a lot of money, but I still would go out of my way to make sure that I got that treat because I just, that's Mm -hmm. the way my brain works is like, I'm going to need to have a little thing, even if it's sort of out of my price range, I would budget to treat you know what I mean? So I'm saving money. Yeah. I'm saving gas. I'm saving fucking coupons so that I can get an excessive little burrito or something or nacho. Now, right. I, and I think that the treat mentality for me, it extends beyond snacks. It extends to comic books. It extends to silly little video games. It extends to all sorts of things. Any way I can justify that I'm a little guy who works really hard that's going to be something that mm-hmm. I want to be rewarded for that. Now, right. you're about to go to college, so you're going to have a lot less yeah. time. And also, it's really tough because mm-hmm. you're about to go to college, and I want to say, you know what? You deserve a little treat because you're about to go on a big trip. Mm-hmm. Literally. <laughs> you know? I am going on a big trip. You're going big on a big adventure. Trip. Big adult trip. Yeah. And now, I think that what you should probably do And this is going to be a way that's going to sort of cheat your brain because I'm playing mental chess with myself 24-7 just to justify that I Mm -hmm. am actually that bitch. So what you're going to want to do is get the venti Starbucks, okay? You with me? I know you're on board with that. Yeah. Yeah, right? I obviously am. (laughs) Obviously. But what you're going to want to do is you're going to want to, and and I I love where we're going with this, I want you to save the cup. What if I already have saved cups, though? Now, here's my question. When you're at home, are you using the saved Starbucks cup? No, because, again, it's mostly just like an impulsive little thing. Like, no, if that, I plan out the little treat, yeah, no, this then what, it, it, it doesn't hit the same. This is what you think, right? Okay, so this is what you think. But I'm yeah. gonna, I'm gonna, here's what I'm going to have you do. Make the iced matcha, Starby. And what I want you to do is literally... When you make it at home, put it in the cup. Put it in the Starbucks cup, and then put it in the fridge. Wait ten minutes. Go to the fridge, open it up, and there's your fucking treat. Okay. Placebo effect. It's the placebo effect. Which, by the way, 
I watched all sorts of things about the placebo effect, and it, it works really well, obviously. But then also, mm-hmm. <laughs> you're going to want the placebo treat, okay? What you're getting yeah. is the placebo. It's not the Starbucks, okay? The control is you're making it at home. <laughs> and the Starbucks <laughs> is the is the freaking whatever's the opposite of the control. I'm no scientist. You work at a library. You tell me. I mean, I took one psychology class sophomore year, and I felt heavily judged by the teacher, so I didn't comprehend a single thing. Yeah, I get that. I didn't like my psychology class either. I got a bad grade. but um, I liked my psychology class. He just made me share my reoccurring rat nightmares to the whole class, and then he was like, that's weird, and then he didn't give me a solution. That's crazy, by the way, to lambast you in front of the lambast you in front of the school for having a nightmare is really wild. <laughs> it was during COVID too, and I was like the only underclassman in the class. Oh, so you were over hell. Zoom, and he was like, "Please share your story." You no, are- it was like we did like a hybrid thing, and it was like if you ever had a reoccurring dream, like raise your hands. And I was like one of the few sophomores in the class, maybe like one of two or three. And I was like, "Oh my god, I used to have reoccurring dreams about foot long rats getting their necks snapped and." ran down a garbage disposal in my kitchen and he was like whoa i don't know what to tell you and then he just moved on wow he really he like yeah he served you up like he was gonna help you and then he just like kind of made fun yeah. of you in front of the he class. made me the rat girl he made uh, me the rat girl and that's not a name you want to have i know you don't want to be rat girl unfortunately that is not no. that's not going to be ideal for you to be um but i think that what yeah. you want to do is trick your brain into thinking you get a treat by doing something like this. Now mm-hmm. I find also that like pastry wise, if I buy a little mm-hmm. piece of pumpkin bread or like if I buy muffins from the grocery store, have them at home once the muffin, like if I'm eating a muffin mm-hmm. in my kitchen, okay. Yeah. I didn't have a treat, but if I'm, if we're doing what we're saying and you're making a coffee at home, putting it into like a reusable to go cup. And then once I bring the muffin and the coffee into my car, placebo effect kicks in and I basically got that shit from the source. Yeah. For real. But you're doing it on a dime. You're doing it on the budge. Mm-hmm. So like, I think the same thing is true mm-hmm. for your dorm. Are, are you living in, in a dorm or off campus housing or something like that? Or where you, when you go to school uh, in a dorm? Yeah. In a dorm. in a dorm. So the same is true for your dorm. If you're making a coffee or something like that in your dorm room, the second you leave your dorm room and you're walking the campus with the muffin that you bought from the grocery store and the coffee that you made in the home, the second you walk around, mm-hmm. it's the same effect. And you're going to be getting that treat high that you're looking for. You're going to be fucking blacked mm-hmm. out on treats, okay? Oh, yeah. You're going to be greened out, which to me is Starbucks. Loving it. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. So, I think that, like, to me, treat mentality is all about, one, giving yourself that treat. And you know that you got to, like, every once in a while, you got to get the real stuff. But it's about finding a way to make your treats sustainable because a sustainable treat mm-hmm. is, a, is a sustainable meet and greet of your interests. Right. Like, instead of, like, going to Starbucks and tipping the waiter, tipping the barista, I am the barista, and I'm tipping myself. You're tipping yourself and the saving t- the money. And, and the tip is that you get a little treat. So Exactly. <laughs> basically, this is going to be my advice for you. I think also it's worthwhile to um, have a little treat fund that you can do. It could be cash. It could just be a mm-hmm. mentality of, like, you're saving up for a little treat that you do get to deserve. 
I think that it's just right. important, especially in college, by the way. College is hard. You're learning. If you can, like, look forward to a treat, sometimes that's also worth it. Like, being like, oh, you know what? Mm-hmm. On Fridays, Friday's the day I get my iced matcha latte and my fucking pumpkin bread. Mm-hmm. Instead of getting it every day, then honestly... I have found when you get treats too often, your brain starts to just be like, oh, like the 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 hit, you get the high, the fucking buzz of mm-hmm. a treat, you get that much less so. But if you wait yeah. and you are like, you know what, Friday morning's my little tradition is I always get this little thing, then then I think that it's gonna mm-hmm. it's gonna hit you even harder. Right. Yeah. Mike, you're gonna want a macro dose. And and then and then by the way, you can micro dose treats. By having your little, you know, the little cup hack by making it at home, putting it in the cup, yeah. getting the grocery store muffin for like yeah. a dollar and then, you know, going for it. Right. Yeah. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Okay. I am smelling what you are stepping in. Thank you for smelling what I'm stepping in. And by the way, have so much fun when you get back at college Thanks. and uh, enjoy your enjoy the treats that life gives you because you deserve it. You work hard. Oh my God, and have I fun do. doing the Dewey Decimal at the library, by the way. I will try. The air conditioner isn't working. <laughs> oh my it's God, that's a fucking nightmare. Jesus, it's so hot recently. Oh my God. Oh. One of the rooms in the library was like 80 degrees during story time. That is psycho. 80 degrees? Yeah. That's a steam room. Yeah. Even the book. The thermostat was set to 68. Oh God, I'm so sorry. It was like toddler story time and it's 80 degrees. Yeah, you're going to have to bust out the sandals in order to work at the library. Uh, I don't want people seeing my toes. Weird. <laughs> well, no, it makes them weird. It doesn't make you weird to show them. It makes them weird for poking. Not to kick um, That's, that's, Not a, to that's a little debatable. I think if you have your toes out, that makes you weird. And if people are looking at the toes, that no makes them way. weird too. I'm anti-toe. I'm so sorry. You're anti-toe. First of all, not to kink shame, but you're saying that if I wear sandals, <laughs> no. I'm the pervert? I, I am not scared to be anti-toe. I'm not scared to be anti-toe. I think you have to be like a special type of person to just be like, I'm going to show the world my toes. Oh my God. And I don't I need that this. in a nice way. Oh, so I show my toes and I'm the pervert, not the people who are buying and yeah. selling my own feet pics. I can't believe this. <laughs> this is so controversial. But honestly, that's why we love it. That's I, why it's on the Perfect Person I show. I truly like, I don't get people who just toes out. I'm constantly in socks. Have you ever been to the beach or a pool? Yeah. And like, that's <laughs> an environment where I'm like, it makes, when you're in the water, toes can be out. But like the minute you're out of the water. You have to cover shoot. them up. Cover up my piggies? Yeah. I'm being asked to cover yeah. up my piggies as soon as I'm out of the water. There's no way that's going to be fine. I got to I got to cool my piggies off. I got to make sure my piggies are nice and dry before I shove them back in my toes. Like dry them in the sock. Like I'm oh, anti-toe and like nothing nothing will ever change. I'm so body. sorry. You're anti-toe, but dry them in the sock? That is so yeah. foul. I can't believe how foul that is, Shed. I, shed, that's the most foul thing you said all day. Toes are so gross. They are so icky. <sighs> Hey. Why would I want to see toes? Yeah. If I'm on my fuck girl walk with my little treat after budgeting mm. for that little treat right. and I see someone's toes, <laughs> the treat is no longer a treat. The matcha is turning sour in my mouth. <laughs> toes make the matcha curdle in my mouth. <laughs>
It goes from being a smooth little sip to chunks automatically. Wow. That is such a wild opinion. I can't believe that you're so anti-toe, but look, you know what? You got to live your truth. I'm out here saying that toes should be able to breathe. And if people want to peep my toes, that's their prerogative. But Shed, I do appreciate you calling in, and I'm glad that you're on your treat era, and I feel like I gave you some tips that's going to help you get those treats in a sustainable, ethical way. You did. It was very helpful. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for calling in. You have a fantastic day. You too. All right. Talk to you later. Bye. Wow. Eating food is something I love to do. (laughs) It's the best part of my day. And luckily, eating better is easy with Factors Delicious ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. And let me just tell you, the two-minute window that it takes to get ready is absolutely the thang for me, because I'm a busy beaver. Okay, I'm going everywhere. I've got a little son. He goes to bed. I'm exhausted at the end of the day, and I want to eat something yummy. And Factor is there to help me thrive. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Pancakes, smoothies, and more. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Factor sent me a bunch of meals, and I licked the plate clean. Specifically, the filet mignon and mushroom risotto I found to be delish. Also, they sent me some wellness shots, and I gotta tell you, kicking my day off with a wellness shot, we did one with cayenne pepper. We did one that was like, all that juicy, juicy green stuff, I loved. I thought it was like fantastic and I could not get enough of it. Head to factormeals.com slash perfectperson50 and use code perfectperson50 to get 50% off. That's code perfectperson50 at factormeals.com slash perfectperson50 to get 50% off. Shrimp and cocktail peanut butter and jelly. These are iconic duos. But what about the iconic duo when it comes to growing your business? That's you and Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling vintage swords or, of course, lovely little clam tarts, <laughs> Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered, baby. No matter how big your business gets, Shopify's there to help you scale and grow while you're selling one clam tart and while you're selling a million clam tarts by the seashore. It's the global force behind Allbirds, Rafi's, Brooklyn, and, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. So sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash perfect person, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash perfect person now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash perfect person. If you're selling stuff, then you're going to want to check this puppy out. The anti-toe thing is so funny to me. But man, I'm in my treat era recently. By the way, sometimes you got to cool it with the treats because it makes the treats hit harder. Like I said, I like at one point was like getting a chocolate croissant and being like, I'm just, I don't even really want this. 
And then it's like, okay, Miles, take a deep breath. You're having too many treats. You need to like level off. Yeah, I needed to taper off. I had to taper off my level of treating myself because it was too excessive. And then eventually I get back into it. Now the idea of a fucking dipped croissant is getting me up. <laughs> we got to take another call here. We've got another call here about a problematic coworker that really needs to be stopped. Hey, Miles. Um, I'm having a problem with a coworker, and I really need your help. He's been saying really off-putting things in our open-air cubicle office, and he recently started farting really loudly and excusing himself out loud, and it's really kind of disturbing. So I really need your help knowing what to do. I love the show, and I hope you call back. Thanks. <laughs> Holy shit. That is a bold coworker for sure. Hello. Hello. You called perfect person. <gasps> I'm here to call you back. How are you doing? You're kidding me. <laughs> oh my God. I'm so good. How are you? I'm doing very well. It's the triannual solo episode. So you're going to be getting your advice right from the source. Just me in the studio. Oh my God. What a dream come true. <laughs> oh my God. Now, Miles. Would you like a fake name or, uh, and would you like to assign it or shall I? I would love for you to assign a fake name. Your fake name is going to be Clementine. Oh, I love it. Maybe I'll change that to be my real name. That would be a really, that would be a first. That would be a first for the show. Absolutely. Well, tell me what's going on with your wild coworker who's been farting in the common space. So he's, he's kind of been saying some like off color things in the office. But the thing that really gets me the most yeah. is he will just fart very loudly and <laughs> loudly just be like, excuse me. Oh and my everyone just kind of looks at each other like, okay, that's not how society works though. Oh God. How close do you, well, first of all, what do you do for work? And then how close do you work to this person? Um, I'm just going to say I'm in the science field. Gotcha. Um, okay. And I'm like two cubicles over from him. <laughs> gotcha. And are you like, you can't, this is someone that is seen, not heard. You're sort of hearing the gas pass, but you can't see him uh, do what he's doing. Right. It's kind of like I can see the top of his head a lot of the time. And you can tell he kind of like looks up when he says, excuse me, to like see if anyone's going to acknowledge it. And no one ever acknowledges him when he speaks because he says yeah. wild things just out of nowhere. And everyone's trying to work. Like, what is he saying? Like, what's an example of something he said uh, recently that was just like a weird thing to say? Um, the other day, I have no idea who he was talking to because no one else was around him, but he was talking about, he was like, that's a terrible name for a band. You might as well name it micro penis. And we were like, what Yeah, yeah right. are you talking about? Yeah. So he's just sort of he's, spouting. He talks about his he's random just, things. Mm, okay. Interesting. Now, what is he, what is the, uh, what's the workplace dynamic? Do you have a lot of friends in the office? Like, give me the key players that are hanging out there and like, is this guy generally not that liked? Um, yeah, I would definitely say he's not that liked. Um, yeah. I have a lot of very close friends in the office. Yeah. Um, one of them actually had an experience with him prior to him coming to work with us. And he had been sending her inappropriate like messages oh on God. Instagram. Jesus. Like, 
like sexual of in nature. And so we already like did not. And I tried to give him a chance. You know, I, he took me out to lunch at one point and I was like, I'm going to just, you know, get my own point of view on this. Yeah. And it just has gotten worse and worse. And everyone in the office acknowledges this. My supervisor specifically like will text me sometimes because he'll either be like farting in a meeting and saying, excuse me, or like, <laughs> Sorry, that is like a really common problem is he keeps farting everywhere. Yes. Oh my God. Oh, sorry. I interrupted you. Keep going. That, I mean, I would say that is the primary concern that I have. <laughs> it, like it's the thing that gets me the most. Because who, like, if you have to, like, just hold it in like the rest of us, you know, like, or try to make it not loud. I don't know. There's so many options here. And he really just chooses to, like, say it loud and proud. Okay. So has anyone confronted him about this issue in the past? Not that I know of. And that's kind of why I called because it's kind of a weird thing to address. Right. So I see the awkwardness. I can feel why it hasn't been brought up. But I do, like... I think that in this situation, and now this guy, like, I'm imagining someone that is not, like, he's not really liked in the office. Is he sort of trying hard to impress people? Or is he, like, you know what I mean? Like, is he, like, the office clown? Or is he just sort of, like, a renegade farter? I would I would definitely classify him as a renegade farter. He's kind <laughs> the of... renegade um, farter. For sure. Um... Yeah, gotcha. not very liked around the office. He he just he tells jokes. It's like I can't decide if he just like has some narcissistic tendencies and just assumes that everyone wants to hear what he has to say, yeah. which is not true, or if he just is trying really hard, but it's just not the right I mean, audience. That like also... he once bragged about hating dogs in front of the lab, and this is a lab that loves dogs. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, what's this guy up to? Like, I'm also wondering, like, what's his life like outside of work? Like, is he, I would imagine probably, like, my big hunch is that this is someone who's deeply insecure, and uh, they are processing that insecurity as a licensed therapist. I would say, (laughs) I would say that probably, like, the reason he's, like, making these jokes and stuff like that is because he really, really, really wants to be liked, but he doesn't really know how to do that, and so he is going the complete opposite direction of what he should be doing, which is, like, listening, paying attention, and being, like, you know what I mean, like, slowly integrating into a group. Now... I, also, right. though, like it seems like that would that's like the empathy that I'm going to show this person. But also this in pa- tandem with like him sending sexually explicit messages to a coworker. And that's like fucking gross and weird and like didn't end well. Obviously, like I don't want to lend this guy the time of day for you to be like, hey, like I think you should stop farting because it seems like <laughs> what this guy needs is a little bit of being humiliated at work. And I think that the way that you do this, you don't have to like stand up in the middle of a conference room and be like, this guy's farting. All you need to do is sow the seed of doubt that something that he's been doing for a long time is disgusting to everybody. Oh my God. How? How do I do that? Okay. So the next time he farts, unfortunately, this is going to require you to listen to one last fart. (laughs) (laughs) I know. And I think I can do it. You're a renegade agent. You have to get in there for one last job. But when you hear him fart and excuse himself, 
That's by the way, so, I can't imagine that's so foul. I'll fart in front of my wife. By the, I'll fart in front of my wife proudly, and we are you know concentrating right. the gas. But in front of like other totally. other people, I really cannot imagine it. Like I think that it's so. Thank you. That's so validating. It's so disrespectful because like in if I'm at workers, it's like you go to the bathroom, go to the bathroom, to fucking like go somewhere right. else, especially if it's audible. Like, by the way, if it's like a silent issue, but it's like, okay, that happens sometimes. If it's audible, you're pushing it, right? Yes. So, Thank you. Yeah. Well, hey, you're welcome. So what you're going to have to do is I next time he farts, just st- when you stand up, you can see him, right? Yeah. This is going to require courage on your part, but it's not going to be, it's, it's going oh, to be a brief bandaid. When he farts next time, okay. stand up and just go, hey, that's really disgusting. And sit back down. That's all. That's all. That's all you need. Don't you don't wait for him to respond. Don't. That's all you need to do. Now, that's like and just sit back down. Yeah. Avoid eye contact. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, that. And honestly, have some have a little bit of pity in your voice. Hey, that's really disgusting. <laughs> sit back down. Don't, and don't if he says something, like, what? Don't respond. Just like that's it. Right. Yeah. That's lo- this I'm is le- really good at not responding to him. Yeah. This is level one, by the way. Hey, hey, that's re- really like you don't think it's funny. You don't think it's interesting. You feel bad for him. That's how you want the tone to come off. Hey, that that's really Ooh. disgusting. And you sit back down because what, what might happen is a popcorn. You say it. You've opened up Pandora's box. Other people might then feel licensed to be like, yeah, like, could you please not? You know what I mean? Like, that's what kind of what you're mm-hmm. hoping for. You, this is level so we're one starting a revolution. You are starting a revolution against the renegade farter. Okay. Because he has been yes. too long empowered to pass wind in your vicinity and you're taking back the space. Okay. So you're going to say, I'm Hey, taking it back. Hey, that's really disgusting. Sit back down. Don't respond. If he has the audacity to fart another time, then you're going to have to double tap. Then you're going to have to go back in. Now, you could partner with a couple coworkers that's like, I will fly the first flag if the next time he farts, somebody else is going to be responsible for standing up and saying pretty much the same thing. Hey, could you please not do that? That's disgusting. Sit back down. Because, like, nobody wants to feel othered at work. And sometimes people who are disgusting and weird and rude need to feel othered at work in order for the behavior to change. I think you're right. Like, I would feel bad for this oh, person God. if he was, you know what I mean? If he was farting sometimes and then not saying, excuse me, because like, I'm guessing like, can you do an impression of the way he's saying, excuse me? Uh, yeah, he's like, excuse me. It's yeah. like loud. Like he's trying to project. Yeah, he's trying. So everyone to, hears. He's honestly maybe looking for fart attention. I mean, this is con. <laughs> this is a con. <laughs> We see this all the time. Someone is farting looking for attention. It's the same energy of somebody like burping in middle school and being like, oh, sorry, that was gross. Like they are ultimately looking for attention and they're doing it through like doing the most disgusting thing possible. Like at all, at at any, whatever the cost, they want the attention. So in this circumstance, like what you can do to stave that off. Now, I'll also say probably something that's going to make this a little easier is if you're able to do this, and then after he starts to warm up and he starts to quiet down and he starts to be a little less weird, then you'd be like, hey, how's it going? Like, 
you sort of offer a condolence of niceness. But this is after he stops his behavior. Mm. So you got to wait. Some positive reinforcement. Yeah, positive reinforcement of and <laughs> you, what you. What you don't want to do is approach him and go, hey, I, I've noticed you've stopped farting so much. I really appreciate it. <laughs> Okay, so don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. But you just want to be a little bit like you want to be kind to him after his behavior has changed because you don't want to create a hostile environment where you feel weird around him because there's something left unsaid. Because that also can happen. Where, right. Like, if you call a coworker out, then like after that call out, it can be awkward around them. That's why like you want to be able to clearly call out if you have an issue with somebody that's doing something that's like completely unredeemable. Call that person out and then like let a little bit of time pass and then be very friendly to them because you don't want their behavior and you calling their bad behavior out to affect your experience at work. You're fixing a problem. So you don't want the, then the problem to be that you feel awkward around them, like in the conference room or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So that's totally, that's going to be what I'm going to assign to you. One last job, get in there and get out. This will cease the farting, and if it doesn't, I think you just got to continue this path where, like, one per he farts? No. It's almost like Pavlov's dog. You're training him not to fart. Yeah. Yeah. Take time. Okay. Well, That's really, really helpful. I'm so glad I could be of help here, um, and uh, good luck out there. You're powerful. You can stop. The revol- you can start the revolution and you can cease the wind. Yes. Oh, my God. Thank you so, so much for calling me back. Congrats on your little baby. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, he's like almost seven months now. It's crazy. He's like, he's oh, like, my God, that is crazy. Squirming around, grabbing everything. It's pretty wild. Um, but uh, thank oh, you so much for calling in. For you. And you have a fantastic Saturday. Thank you so much. Bye. Right, bye. Man. Whew. That feels like an office that is under a regime where they cannot be honest about the amount of farting that they are experiencing. And that's a damn shame, I'll say. But this, I I do think that like the key to fixing a workplace, if you are in a workplace like that, that has some sort of awkward person or thing, it's sort of like uh, when the U.S. government has such a left turn. It's sort of like when the U.S. government will go in and uh, like kill a dictator or take down like a fascist regime, but then they won't replace it with anything. So then it's just chaos, or it's just like just as uncomfortable. Like and so, this farter. If you go into the farter and you're like, "Hey, that's so disgusting. Please stop farting." Blah, blah, blah. Like, and then you don't fix fix it. You're just opening up a wound where it's like he might not be farting anymore, but now he hates you. And it's then going to be an awkward experience to have to work with this person that hates you. And you're going to feel awkward around them because you know that they hate you. And then it's just going to be like, you know, another problem that you're going to have to solve. So if you were, if you freaking take down the fascist farter, then you're going to want to replace it with a kind, enthusiastic luncheon. Let's take one final call here. This is an interesting one about a roommate situation that got a little spicy. Hey, Miles. Here's my dilemma. I lived with two men that I slept with, and, um, you know, that's proving to be a harder uh, situation to navigate than you might think. Um, I know you think it must be easy. It's not. Uh, Call me back. I live with two men that I've slept with. 
Interesting. I'm going to need some more details so I can properly diagnose the sitch. Hello? Hello, you called perfect person, and I'm here to call you back to get the tea on your living situation. I would love to give it to you, (laughs) but unfortunately, right now, I am stuck in a car with them. (laughs) You answered the phone? I did. (laughs) How could you answer the phone? That's such a dangerous game. Okay, well, listen up. Uh, I guess I guess you can't talk about this at all. This is crazy. You're fucking in the bees nest. You're on, in enemy territory. But I can talk in like five minutes. Okay, you, can, minutes. you can talk in five ten minutes. <laughs> you can just answer yes or no questions. Okay, so you hooked yes. up with both of these people. Did you hook up with them? Were yes. you dating them, or did you hooked up with them before you moved in with them? Yes, one. One. Yes, one. Well, actually, both. both. Yeah, both. <laughs> yes, both. both okay. Then you moved in with these people. Now, I'm guessing that the problem is that uh, one uh, and, and <laughs> one or both of them are interested in pursuing you still now that you live together. No, not. Re- it's mm, not in a serious sense. <laughs> not in a serious sense. They're just interested in hooking up. I believe so. <laughs> And are you interested in hooking up with either of them? Absolutely not. Okay, absolutely. Not now. Not now. Okay, so my advice for you, this is such budget advice because you're restricted. My advice for you is just start bringing people you're dating over to the apartment a lot and talking to them about people that they're dating so it becomes very clear that that is not it. Start making comments like, yeah, bro, like, Start sort of like creating a real friendship barrier here that's just like, yeah, we're not going to be doing any sort of hooking up now that we all live together. Yeah, I wish I could speak freely. <laughs> I wish I could speak freely. Oh, my God, that's so fucking funny. Well, here's my question for you. Okay, so uh, how how when are you going to be uh, able to freely speak? In like five minutes. In five minutes? Okay, I will call you back in about five minutes. Yes. Okay, perfect. I'll call you back. All right, bye. Oh, my God. She was behind enemy territory. She was in the car with both of them, driving, listening to music that I do not have the rights to. Obviously. That's so fucking funny. Okay, I'm going to give this person a a call back in five minutes once they are available, and you're going to experience that right now. Give me one more minute. <laughs> I'm almost able to get out of this car. Okay, no worries at all. Here, we'll we'll make small talk until you can get out of the car. Now, um, oh, well, first of all, tell me about yourself. I'll give you a fake name. Your fake name is going to be uh, Acorn. Now, is this a solo one? Yes, yeah, so this is the triannual solo episode. It's one of oh, three solo episodes, so your advice is going to be right from the freaking source. Now, um, tell me, Acorn, what do you do for work? Um, I'm in school. You're in school? That's sick, uh-huh. actually. That's awesome. And what are you in school for? Psychology and business. Psychology and business. Well, you're going to need those degrees as you navigate this psychology experience. <laughs> Experience. I love, by the way, that I can hear those boys talking about something completely unrelated in the front seat. Right. So, 
so funny. How far away are we? So I can get out of this car. <laughs> cool. We're going to get lunch. Oh, you're going to get lunch. That's huge. Yeah. And where are you getting lunch? Uh, a pizza place called Manny and Bo's. Manny and Bo's. By the way, yeah. you got to be getting that pesto pizza. Oh, my God. I wish. Yeah. By the way, I'm getting so hungry. Oh, man. Oh, my God. Yeah. I would love like a pesto. You always are yeah, when I, you do these. No, I'm big time hungry. Honestly, I have a thing where it's like I often record earlier in the morning. So like this morning I had a smoothie, but then over the course of the recordings, I'm recording this and another one right afterwards. I get so goddamn hungry and I'm like, holy shit, it's been so long since I've eaten because I don't eat in between because I worry I'm going to be too greasy for the guests. <laughs> too greasy. Well, I mean, you did have olive oil on the can that one time. Okay, that was one time. I did have olive oil on the can. I don't know where the fuck the olive oil came from, but I did have an oily can in the Eric Strifler episode. But that was a one that was, that was a one and done, okay? I haven't had any more sauce or oil on my cans. And in fact, I haven't had much I gotta go refill the fridge. I often try to get like an elaborate grouping of cans that the guests are gonna be really impressed with. Oh, well yeah. So you know, thin drips covered in olive oil. That's, that's just that impressive. <laughs> okay. That was one time. <laughs> but then I try to get like a little coconut water or a little like green juice or a cold brew. So that way the guests are like, oh my, yeah. how fun and exciting. Not, t- oh my God, I'm so close to getting out of this car. This is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just talk- I'm just talking you through. Talking you through the situation as you as you fumble to get out of the car so you can talk shit about the people in the car. <laughs> Please, I'll meet you in there. <laughs> okay, are you are you in safe territory now? I am. Okay, incredible. <laughs> Tell me about your situation. So only one person in that car actually knew what this call was actually. <laughs> um, <laughs> that, was, that was my best friend Emma, who also lives with us, and Tristan is her boyfriend. Oh. And, um, yeah, so essentially they drove out our other roommate who was a girl. She was like, I didn't sign up to live with my, like a roommate and her boyfriend. So you know what? Fuck you guys. Uh, you ruined my life. I'm leaving. And we were like, okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Bye. <laughs> All the while, while this was happening, um, one of Tristan's friends, um, unbeknownst to me was interested in me. And I was like, this guy's too sexy for me miles like <laughs> no he couldn't possibly and then he was and then he was pursuing me and then um that girl roommate was like i'm moving now and then tristan was like oh my god perfect um uh i'll you know i i'll give him a fake name um ken oh ken we got it so ken is tristan's friend yeah and yeah. so then he started pursuing me and then tristan was like well ken can move it Ken can move in. And Ken had asked me out on a date like a couple of days before. He was like, okay, well, he can move in. <laughs> so messy. Um, and then, yeah. And then Ken was, um, and then I, I couldn't go on the date because I got sick. And then uh, me and Ken started having a thing. And then um, a week after um, Ken moved in, you know, things started kind of like falling apart. You know, we were just kind of like, okay, well, this isn't going to work probably. <laughs> Because you're moving in together. It's so much pressure. Well, Ken is, I'm 22. Ken is recently 20. And um, Ken was like, well, um, we'll just act like adults about it. And I was like, adults? You think we're adults? (laughs) Adults, we're 20 and 22, (laughs) bud. 
<laughs> that's hilarious. Um, so anyway, I was like, well, he's moving in. I can't do anything about it. We need somebody to sublet. He can pay the rent. So whatever. I guess I'm stuck here. And then as I gained feelings for Ken, Ken lost feelings for me. And then Ken was had this other really sexy friend. Uh, we'll call him... Quinn. I don't Quinn. know. Ken and Quinn. Got it. So Quinn is Ken's sexy friend. All right. And then Ken was like telling my friend Emma, um, you know what? We should get we should get Acorn, because that's my name. We should get Acorn to yep. hook up with Quinn. Okay. <laughs> and so then everybody kind of started pushing me towards that. And then I got drunk and sad because Ken was not interested in me anymore and then i hooked up with quinn and we never formally ended things i just hooked up with quinn okay (laughs) there was never a discussion between me and ken it was just acorn hooked up with quinn and um (laughs) that's how that ended and then quinn came around a lot more and we hooked up a couple more times and then i was like well we're not i was like we're not dating so i'm not going to continue to hook up with you if but like we're not going to date, so I'm not going to continue this uh, if we're not dating. And so then we both broke that off. And then Quinn was living with his parents, and his parents were getting really mad at him that he was at home all the time and at our home all the time. So then they kicked him out of his house, and then he was like, hey, Acorn, can I move in? You're the only person I need a yes from still. And I was like, um... <laughs> Okay. Because they say to somebody who's getting kicked out of their house. <laughs> yeah, you were like, I don't want to like push you to the streets, I guess. So even though there's so much history here, holy shit. By the way, this is so, you said you're a student. This is so college and I love it. It's just this like, is so college. everyone's hooking up with everybody. It's just like a big wild mess. Yeah. Um, and meanwhile, Tristan and Emma are watching this unfold and being like, you goddamn idiot, Acorn. You're so stupid. <laughs> well, and so now what do you want from the situation? Because it seems like you're no longer hooking up with Quinn or Ken, but you now live with him. Is there no. an awkward vibe or is there like, what What do you want from the situation and what are you looking there's, for advice? There's from? an awkward vibe also because Ken, a couple weeks after me and Quinn stopped hooking up, he... Um, essentially, we kind of had a relapse. I'm not going to lie to you, Miles. We kind of had a relapse for a one-time-only uh, event. <laughs> <laughs> for one night, for one night only. One night only. Get your tickets. It's one night only, everybody. Great. Okay. So, that's also kind of an awkward vibe. And I kind of just don't know how to navigate this situation because... It is kind of awkward a little. And yeah. also, they're always talking about girls and they hook up with girls in, ro- in the room right next to mine. And let me tell you, Miles, those walls are not thick. <laughs> oh, no. Got it. So does does that part of it, I mean, like... I get jealous. Yeah. Okay. Like, I get a little jealous and I'm like, I have no right. <laughs> okay, gotcha. So first of all, I'll say that, like... um this time in your life is going to be unlike no other. Like you live with two people that you've hooked up with and it seems like you guys all hang out. You went on a run with them. Like it has potential. The upside of this is that it has potential to be really fun and flirty and kind of like a, like, oh, well they won't. They We're all going out to parties. We're all kind of single. It's maybe fun. The upside is that it could be really, really fun. The downside is that you're going to feel feelings of like, I'm jealous because these people are sort of not dating me, but we are probably getting emotional intimacy from each other because we all live together and then they're hooking up with other people. 
And you're feeling like left out and lonely because you're looking for yeah. some sort of intimacy that you can no longer get from these two nice hunky boys. Uh, but that you were able to kind of like yeah. ha- hang out with them and they're part of your immediate friend circle. Yeah. yeah. We call ourselves like a little family, which is kind of fun. That's really but cute. But also it's like the other night I went on a date and um, Emma's like my double agent um, in the house because the boys also like, they'll show care for Emma and Tristan. But they won't really show it for me, like huh. to me. Like yeah. it kind of feels like, cause they're both, you know, immature. We're in our twenties and we yeah, right. Re- like relations and uh <laughs> relations. it's awkward <laughs> relations <laughs> we we have had those um and so they just they sometimes they act like they don't really care about me and they try to treat me like a little sister uh-huh. in a weird way and like that's like we all like laugh because we're like oh my god i'm interested in our parents and we're all siblings you know yeah. i have like two older brothers now basically right T- to get to the heart of it it's like I think that, again, like you have upside here for this to be really special and wonderful and for you to get closer Mm -hmm. to Ken and Quinn in a way that makes you feel comfortable. Like it sounds like, first of all, a living situation where there's all these people. It's so new girl. It's so like this type of situation where, you know, like and I have been in living situations, especially in college, where it's like people are always kind of over and whatever. And it's like, oh, these people are kind of hooking up. But then these people used to hook up. But now that person hooks up with this and whatever. Uh that can be super fun and bring you so close to these people. The thing I would just warn you about is uh, try and reset the expectation between you, Ken, and Quinn. Now, because of how it sounds like, it doesn't sound like the saga of you hooking up with either of them is over, especially because you live together. Am I wrong about that? Are you really trying to steer away from that? I am trying to steer away from that. Okay, that's great. That's great then. So if that's the case, then reset the expectation and kind of lean into the sibling feeling that uh, sometimes happens. You may have to just distance yourself from them just for a little bit so you can kind of resolve that feeling of left-outedness. And then you can get a little bit closer with them once you feel like you have a handle on the situation. It feels like it's all like everything's happening in close proximity. So what you might want to do is just like slightly protect yourself from the feelings around them just for a little bit, just to like, honestly, it's like where your mind knows you have to do something, but your body doesn't yet. You just have to kind of like trick yourself to be like, all right, I'm just going to take a tea on hanging out with you guys for like a week or whatever. And then you can come back to it and reset the expectation that you guys are this little family unit. Yeah, we that's happened a couple of times, but then each time I get thrown back into it, I'm like, I don't know what to do. And then alcohol comes into play and I'm like, damn it. I live with two really sexy men I've hooked up with. I know. And like, look again, like that's the, (laughs) the chaotic nature of your friend group has a big upside and also has a downside, which is that like, if you're going to play messy games, you're going to get messy prizes. And that, by the way, I am pro messy games. I am so pro messy games. I'm pro it being like, oh, it's this wild thing where we're all hanging out and there's always a story and the night sort of takes a saga. And then, oh, we hung out in the kitchen late at night when we were drunk, but then we didn't hook up. But then the next day there was a text. I'm so pro just fucking throwing yourself into this. You're 22. This experience is like one to be cherished. It may lead to you sometimes feeling uh, like disappointed or uh, a little bit confused 
But as long as you are setting appropriate boundaries for yourself of like, if something really hurts, that's when you need to take time away from the situation. If something's like a little confusing and you're like, I don't know, like then that may just be the nature of the beast. If you're really feeling hurt feelings, then I would distance yourself from them entirely. But if you're feeling like, oh, well, I like some elements of this and some elements of it are a little bit messy, then I think that that's kind of okay at this point in your life. Yeah. You know? <sighs> right, Miles. <laughs> but again, like, it's it's sort of one of those things where you're in a really messy situation, but it kind of sounds fun. No? It is kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, see? Um, like, I also, think, yeah, like, I don't know. It's- entertaining for others as well. Yes. Isn't that right, Emma? (laughs) (laughs) That being said, I also think that like, if you're trying to date and hook up with people, do that with people outside of the house. Oh, that's what I've started doing. (laughs) Yes. And sometimes talking about those experiences in the house where there is this sort of odd thing can bring everyone together and make you feel like everyone in the family is sort of like part of the same mission. And it's for all of us to go out and, you know, find loved ones out there. And that can that sort of bond together of like a bunch of single people being like, we're all looking outward for this experience can sometimes bring you closer together and also negate some of the weirdness. That's so true. I love you, Miles. This is why you're the perfect. <laughs> Thank you so much for calling in. I do appreciate it. Um, enjoy your pizza. <laughs> pulling me back. Of course. I had to hear the stunning conclusion. And um, you have a fantastic garlic knot in there. I knew I was going to And um, thanks for calling in. Thank you so much, Miles. Bye. Bye. Holy shit. Oh my gosh. I'm running out of time here, but I still have to get real. So we're going to do that right here. You know, ladies and gentlemen, it's been an honor serving you tonight. Uh, I feel uh, like I'm looking towards the next six months very hopefully. And there's a lot of things that I want to accomplish. There's a lot of just personal goals that I'm putting as a priority. Me getting hyper buff, obvi, but also just trying to restructure my life. I'm going to be 30 in a month uh, in September, beginning of September. And that is really wild to me. Um, And I'm trying to restructure some parts of my life, the part of me that gets exercised, the part of me that journals, the part of me that's like mental health. I want that to be a priority. The part of me that wants to be interested in hobbies, the part of me that wants to make time to go on dates with my lovely wife where we get a little Negroni and some oysters. I'm trying to make sure that all parts of my life are equally fed because recently I've been putting a lot of effort into work, a lot of effort into baby lot of effort into trying to make sure our house runs efficiently and I'm trying to make sure that the me part of it and my relationships with my friends my relationship with my lovely wife all that stuff gets fed too so if you're out there and you're thinking I'm crazy busy and whatever then think about parts of your life that you haven't been feeding those treats to and make sure you get a little chocolate croissant for your hobbies. As always, I'm Miles Bond on everything, and you can give me a little follow if you'd like. And if you can follow Perfect Person Pod in order to call into the show, I want everyone out there to know that if you want a little treat, 
You deserve it, babe. And as always, remember that no matter where you're struggling, if it's outside of a pizza place, if it's in your home, perfection is only a call away. That was a HeadGum Podcast.